I'm deep in rehearsal at my piano for my upcoming recital. Are you coming? Are you going to be there? It is going to be live on Zoom on St. Patrick's Day. That's right. March 17th, 2021. I forgot where I'm at. 2021, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, East Coast. That's 8 to 9 p.m. It'll be one hour We'll gather around my piano for music, mindfulness, and a seven-minute group meditation. I'm so excited. I'm deep in rehearsals, and you can get your golden ticket right now. Just head over to viralmindfulness.com forward slash, and you can find the link for piano recital. It's my HIV birthday concert, and my virus is turning 18 years old. I've been HIV positive for 18 years. My unlucky, lucky, lucky, lucky diagnosis day of March 17th, 2003. And I would be the luckiest blue in all the world to have you there. Tickets are selling, they're $21. So today I thought I would take you behind the scenes to share with you the process because there's so much gold. There's magic and lessons along the way. So here's the format. Today's part one. So next Sunday, I will launch part two. The last six days I've been practicing. And every day I came in for a little confessional, talked to you, told you what was going on. And then Dr. Blue, mm -hmm, that alter ego, that higher, smarter part of me, the one with great advice that people pay money to, they came out to offer advice to myself. And so you'll hear a confessional, then you'll hear Dr. Blue giving an assignment for the next 24 hour practice period. And then I'll come back and check in for my next confessional. And then you'll hear Dr. Blue giving a new assignment for the next 24 hour period. And that's what I've been doing all week. I'm so excited. There's so many great lessons here. And I didn't want you to miss out on what it's like to practice practice. And so here we go. Buckle in and enjoy the behind the scenes. It's Tuesday, March 2nd, 814 PM. What am I doing? Why do I put <laughs> why do I put myself through this bullshit? I hate it. Okay, so I don't know why I'm doing a concert. Like I don't have time to do a concert. Like the amount of hours that go into practicing. And then I have people buying a ticket and I was going to, in my mind, I had said, okay, 21 days out, I will be practicing at least an hour a day. And of course, today is Tuesday, March 2nd, and I'm 14, 15 days out. And I just sat down at the piano and I feel discouraged. My fingers are not limber. I'm stressing about the set list. Of course, I'm stressing about who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. And there's not going to be enough people at my concert. And when am I going to be like Brandy Carlisle? And I'm going to have like hundreds of people there. <laughs> so I'm going to try and keep these confessionals summarized and brief. So I've got a timer right here. And I, 
I just trust the process now. So I think back to my last concert and it was actually a concert I threw in person and um, I spent hours preparing and I had 28 people come to my living room and it was so amazing. I remember going through the preparations for that and how grueling it felt. And then once it was live and it was happening... It was such an amazing experience for me as an artist and a performer. And of course, the space that was carved out within my own being by being in the process of creating the concert. But the people who were there reflected back to me how they felt and what they experienced and learned. So I'm doing this concert because I want to challenge myself. I'm doing this concert because I want to share music because I love it. And I want to keep practicing my skill. And I feel like it's an important topic. Like it's my HIV birthday and I'm going to be 18 years old. And there's so many other things I could be doing that day that I have done on that day each year as it rolls around. And so I want to be intentional and I want to share one of the great loves of my life. So Okay, I'll see you for the next check-in. Alexander, are you ready for your assignment? All right, so you're going to go and do another 30 minutes of practice, and you're not going to sing. You're just going to use your fingers and your heart. And before you go to bed tonight, you're going to pray, and you're going to ask your higher power, your wider, deeper power. You're going to ask Raya, oh my gosh, Raya and the Last Dragon opens this week. You're going to ask Raya to inspire your practice and to trust that you've done this before. That's your assignment for the next 24 hours. Go. Girl, it's so fun because I have a timer. It's Wednesday, March 3rd. I have three minutes. I took my own expert advice. <laughs> I figured I might as well listen to the to me, the expert, right? I'm a trained social worker. People pay me money for my advice. And I spent so much money on my degree. In fact, I'm still paying that $56,000 debt for my master's degree and my bachelor's. Also, I paid years of struggle, stigma, shame, selfishness, and sorrow, blood, sweat, and tears. I was thinking about that. You know, it's been 18 years I've been living with HIV, and it's been such a journey to go through all of those points. So I took my advice, and I sat in silence at the piano last night after my check-in. I was only going to do 30 minutes, and I ended up doing an hour and a half, and it was so powerful because... I played silently the songs that I will be singing at the concert. And it was really interesting just to focus on the notes and to kind of start feeling the message of the song and making the final, well, the first final cut of the set list or the concert list. I noticed when I was just focusing on the accompaniment and the original music, again, I was struck last night when I noticed preparing the song Party of One by Brandy Carlisle that I'll be singing to you, I'd never noticed these notes. I've been playing this song for a couple of years and I'd never noticed these particular notes that I was playing incorrectly. So I was able to adjust those and it was so satisfying. 
it reminded me of the time when uh, I was preparing for one of my other concerts, um, Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Yes. And I had realized at that time that for like 25, 30 years, I was unaware of one lyric that I was singing the wrong word for 30 years as part of your world lyrics. I won't get into the details of that right now, but I will tell you that last night when I was playing just the music, I realized, oh my gosh, Alan Menken died from AIDS. And I've been singing this song, this anthem. Part of your world is an anthem for everybody. I, I mean, The Little Mermaid was so stunning. And the silence and the stillness has been such a great teacher for me in 2021 because I'm focusing on silent retreats at home and I'm actually practicing silence for long periods, longer periods of time, like 48 hours and seven days. But playing the music last night, I was in touch without singing and, you know, playing the part of Ariel. And I was like, this, he wrote this from a place of his friends were dying from AIDS. His, his community in New York of gay men were being like, we're just dropping and no one seemed to care. And I just was like, what did he put into this song and this story? Like there's so much of just the, the ground of heart anyway. I was blown away. And so I practiced. I'm here. Um, I'm ready today just to do a Wednesday practice. And I made a pretty strong um, like set list. And I think I need to just practice it today. So I'm just going to tell you, people, someone else bought a ticket. The tickets are rolling in. People are coming. <laughs> I'm feeling the nerves. And I'm at almost four minutes now. So I'm going to stop. And here's my advice to myself. <laughs> Alexander, so your assignment for today, if you choose to accept it. Now today you're going to switch the silence and you're going to sing from your heart. You're going to tell a story with song from your heart, the, the pieces that you'll be singing. And you are going to edit and cut your set list. You're going to make some decisions today so you don't waste time cutting a few of the songs and pulling in something unexpected. For the songs that are piano and the classical piece, you're going to go through from start to finish slow. You're going to slow it down and try and hit every note and just be at a slower pace for this whole first week of, of rehearsals. <laughs> Hi, it's Thursday, March 4th. Oh, what a day. I was looking at what I gave my assignment was, and it was to slow it down. So I chuckled because today has just been dragging. It's about 7 p.m. Just I'm in the middle of my work week. There's all kinds of projects and just all kinds of demands. And I am just kind of feeling the weight of... COVID life and the great dysthymia. And so I did do my practicing. So I want to report this is super fun, my confessional here. So I slowed it down. 
And when I was working particularly in my last practice session on the classical piece I'm going to be playing, um, several piano uh, songs that are just kind of modern, new classical, I slowed it down. And I remember, particularly on the classical piece, it's a Brahms piece, and I played it when I was a child, and here I am, like, brushing it up again. I'm like, how many times have I been here before? Begin again. <laughs> how many times have I been here where I am learning the same, like, sequence? It's it's not fresh. It's not strong. My fingers aren't warm yet. And slowing down and playing each note and then stopping and working through a phrase slowly to get each note in rhythm and sequence, it's somewhat tedious and grueling. And it made me think back to when I was a kid taking piano lessons and my teacher would make me do this. And in fact, you should see the Brahms piece, the score, it's all marked up with colored pencils and all kinds of notes. I mean, like a coloring explosion bomb. I guess in some ways, as I'm talking out loud, it's a great reminder that so much of life is about chopping wood, carrying water, about being in the mundane. And I think finding the strength and wisdom of sticking to the slow progression and doing it every day And after 14 days, 21 days, 32 months, you build habits, you build digital products, your your book is written, your book of poems is ready to launch into the world. There's something about slow it down. And then I also thought we live in such a fast world. This is insane. The productivity and the amount of information and speed and bing, bing, bing. Take a deep breath unexpected. I haven't found it yet. I decided I gave myself too many assignments. Edit. I did the editing. That was the most important thing. I cut out a bunch of songs. I'm like, you don't need to learn new songs. You have two weeks till the show. Pull up the ones you already have enough and cut cut it down. So I cut like three out. And I, when I started to time it and look at the program, I'm like, you have way too many songs. And I know that because I always do that. That's why my higher self, that's why they, the blue tribe, the blue therapist, Dr. Blue, gave me, gives me the assignments. I wonder what Dr. Blue is going to give me now. And the last one was story with song. So when I'm singing some of the songs, the cover songs for you, to be engaged in the story as opposed to really working on the performance. I'll do the performance next week, but that will be soon. So there's my check-in. I don't want to practice at 7 p.m. I'm going to go have dinner and I want to watch Raya and the Last Dragon at launch today, Disney's new movie. And I want to meet my new higher power, my new goddess. So I'm going to practice first and then reward myself. That is my commitment. Let's see what Dr. Blue has to assign for me. Alexander, it's Dr. Blue. Are you ready for your assignment? It's very simple. Your assignment is eat dinner, watch your movie, and practice after the movie. You've been working so hard. You're so amazing. And you get to reward yourself first, but you must practice the entire program before you lay down to bed. That's your assignment. Let's see if you can keep it. It's Friday, March 5th. Warning. 
This next part's going to get really emotional and really juicy. And I, I had some of those moments and I want to share these moments with you because you might not know these moments not being a pianist and sitting on the piano bench and having these transcendent moments where everything comes alive. It's like I lose sense. I lose sense of myself. I become interconnected with the living and the dead and the pain and the joy. And it's just like this. It's like this space of pure, like, I don't know how to describe it. And the person that showed up, the unexpected memory, was Ida, Ida Smith. She's not related to my Smith clan. We're not related by blood. She is a woman who's no longer alive. She's dead. And she bought me this grand piano. So the concert that you're coming to see, the wherever you see me playing the piano, this piano was was gifted to me by a wealthy woman who was a friend of my family. Particularly, she was the the grandmother of several boys that I was kind of like a nanny. I was their main babysitter for several years when I lived in Salt Lake City, Utah, when I was like 10 to 15 years old. And I was kind of like one of their main sitters. And they were the wealthy owners. Well, they were just the owners, the, the family of Smith's food stores. And Richie and Julie Smith and their three boys, um, their grandmother, Ida, became aware of me and at some point became aware of the fact that I no longer had a grand piano since my dad was struggling financially and had lost his job. And after a couple of years, we sold the piano that I was training on and she wanted to help me. And she bought me a freaking grand piano to replace the one as a gift to help someone in her life since she donates to charities. And she figured, well, she said, I want to donate to people that I know and make an impact with people that are interconnected with my family, my, my grandchildren. What? I'd, uh, I felt her presence with me like last night. I have not thought of this wonderful woman for so many years. She gifted me. She gave me something that is part of so much good and music and light and sound and love that I get to share with other people and everyone else that gets to be a part of my piano and has been for decades. And I may, it got me to thinking like, what do you give to people? How do you give? Why do you give? And then of course, it got me to thinking you also don't have to give money. But if you do have money, and you do have the means to transform people's life, like what does a grand piano to a young musician who's, you know, in a family where they're struggling financially, what does that do for them? Like, what would a financial contribution to a young person of color who is struggling to, like, to have a, a computer, to have access to 
lessons to learn their craft. There's so many ways that we could be more creative and innovative about contributing. And of course, the second dead person that showed up at my practice session was once again, Alan Menken, who is the, let's see, lyricist. Is he the musician, Alan Macon and Tim Rice? I'm going to double check on all that as I prepare for my concert. But regardless, Alan is the one who died from AIDS and who put together and was behind part of your world. The anthem from Little Mermaid and they wanted to cut it. And Alan Macon was like, there is no way this song must be here. And they took a risk. Everyone wanted to cut it. And Alan passionately sold that this was the moment the audience would connect with Ariel. How did he know? Of course he knows. He's a gay man, a queer man who is wanting to belong. And I don't know at that that exact moment if he had HIV or knew that he had it yet. I feel like he might not have known till after he had already written part of your world. Regardless, then I thought, you know, you don't have to buy someone a piano or financial, you could write a song, you could write a poem, you could do that creative thing you've been dreaming and thinking of and just make yourself (laughs) discipline yourself to do the thing those that do the thing have the power. I mean, I get it. I have so many things that are unfinished still, but I'm starting to complete so many things because I'm aware that I have limited time and I want to make a contribution. It matters to me. And it gives me something to focus my mind and my heart and my experience on when things get a little intense. So this is going to go over three minutes, this check-in, obviously. So... I also wanted you to know that you don't have to write a song and do all this. You can give your time and attention to people in your life. Made me think of one of my dearest, dearest friends who's in cancer school right now. And I mean, she's, she's someone that really matters to me. And I made a commitment. Be, I wanted to show up for her through this process. And I am and I have. And I know I probably don't do the best job, but I'm doing the best I know how. And I'm, I'm offering my time and my heart and my ears and my prayers and tracking and being with her because it matters to me. And I feel like what I give and what I receive is all like, it's not limited by life and death. It continues forth. It's eternal. So something to think about. Um, I'll wrap it up. I just wanted you to know that there were some unexpected moments that showed up in the practice session where I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be a great um, arrangement. This would be a great uh, point to pause. This would be a great addition. Oh, this would be a fun lyric change to make the audience really giggle. And I just want you to know that these unexpected like ideas. It's like they're, it's like it's inspiration dripping from the heavens, from the goddesses. It's so cool to be a channel in this sense. And then the last thing I want to tell you is that really connected music, it's like it takes you to this point where it builds and builds and builds to this climax. And then when it becomes that moment, they're suddenly the music stops, you stop, and it pushes you to a place of silence because you are so 
I am so touched. So for me, I'm here. I'm in the song. Everything's coming alive. And it hits this moment. And it happened to me last night. And it was just like, boom. And I remember the moment, but I'm not going to tell you because I'm adding this to the concert. And it just showed up in this moment of really being present and available to it. And I just... I felt it. It was like I was witnessing myself being an instrument of music, of God. And I just stopped and I just was like, (laughs) and I stopped. There was no sounds. It was quiet. And I was just like, (laughs) and I was like, this, these moments, like, do you know these moments? Like, do you know these moments where you are making music with your hands or your instrument or your voice and then it just climaxes to this ah i'm so grateful people and i just wanted to tell you that you can still learn stuff don't give up on learning you can be 50 and 58 and you can learn how to do music please i swear to you following creative learning and process is such a gift all right the program is set. I am excited. I totally, it's Friday. I, I did my assignment last night. I went to watch Raya and the last dragon and it doesn't launch until today. So I did watch a little bit of TV, something else, RuPaul's Drag Race. And then I went to the piano and practiced. So it's Friday, Friday, March 5th. Let's see what Dr. Blue has for me. Alexander, it's Dr. Blue. And I'm so proud of you. You're doing great. Now you need to practice, practice, practice. Good work last night. I saw you. I saw you working on the classical piece. And this morning you were working on the classical piece and the new classical music from Alexandra Streliski, French composer and writer. And you just need to stay slowed down and going through each sequence over and over. And now it's a big, huge weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of just going through those parts. And so practice, put the time in, um, put extra time in, it's the weekend and your people are rooting for you. They're coming to the concert, they're showing up, people are coming. All right, Alexander, get to work. It's Saturday, March 6th. Do you want the bad news or do you want the shitty news first? All right, it's Saturday night. It's like 8.15 p.m. I have gone through the entire concert. I went through a semi-long session. The problem is I cut my finger last night in the kitchen. So... I was practicing after dinner, but before dinner, I was cooking dinner and prepping. And I have this shredder, you know, one of those handhold shredders and that you can do Parmesan cheese with. And I have like a larger grated one for carrots or vegetables. And I just, you know, those moments in the kitchen where you just know it. And I had done it before on this same scenario And I didn't listen, and I nibbed my thumb, and it cut into the left side of my right thumb, just right at the fingernail, about like an eighth of an inch down. 
So it fortunately was not bleeding bad because it just did the tip top of the fingernail and kind of just sliced barely causing blood underneath. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. So then I was worried at first and then I wasn't so worried until I got to the piano. And then when I got to the piano later last night, it's like every single you like you have 10 fingers. <laughs> so one tenth of your ability. And I feel like the thumbs are so important, but I don't necessarily know if the thumb is more important than finger two, three, four, five, because my thumb is hurt. And every time I go to hit or play a note with that thumb, it's like this thought throbbing pain. And it and I can't and then I catch myself overcorrect, not overcorrecting, but like, overcompensating on another part of my thumb or other fingers. And I thought, what am I going to do? I'm gonna have to cancel the concert. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to refund all the tickets and everyone's gonna be. (laughs) So what I did is I wrapped my finger with band-aid and tape. And I just thought, okay, you have to push through this. And it's uncomfortable. And it's interesting because I noticed my mental game with it. And it was uncomfortable. And it was like I was trying to create more discomfort as opposed to just continually saying, it's not normal right now. So you have to just push through it and still place your finger down on the key, your thumb, and just breathe. And I mean, know that it's, it's, gonna hurt and it's interesting because I have time in between like where other fingers are playing to where I know the thumb is coming up and then it's like I'm getting ready to like shift the way I land my thumb because it's uncomfortable and so then I of course it gets me thinking all day today Saturday because I practiced today and I just thought this is what you do when you're in pain this is what people do when they're in pain this is what you do as someone who teaches people about mindful principle the mindful principle of learning to relate to your pain and it's not easy and I today caught myself wanting to come here and do my confessional and like be really dramatic but it was so hard to practice today So then I observed this part of my mind that likes to exaggerate the work I'm doing. Oh, I'm working so hard. And then I thought, oh, that's interesting when it comes to my writing. Because right now I have rewrites that I'm supposed to be working on for a course for Viral Mindfulness Academy called A Breath of Fresh Air. And it's all about using the breath, using guided meditation, and having a live program together in community about the spiritual life, utilizing mindfulness, meditation, and the breath. And I just need to do rewrites. And I catch myself exaggerating the work all the time. And so it's interesting that I'm here on a Saturday night. I've had a very busy day. I love what I'm scheduling in my life. I've been working all day. It's been so fun. And I think, why do you tell the story, Alexander, to yourself that it's Like, why do you exaggerate the work? You know that the work is hard. And I know that the work I'm doing are things I love. For example, today, 
I'm going to have morning time. I'm watching my favorite RuPaul's Drag Race. Then I have a three-hour seminar with a writing retreat that I just started today where we're writing together for three hours and I'm studying with one of my favorite writing teacher, one of my favorite writers. So I'll tell you all about this another time coming soon to the podcast. And then I practiced and then I took a break and then I did a meal and then I took a nap and then I practiced some more. So I just feel like what's here is I was going to do an extra long practice today and I just can't, I don't want to because I went through all the pieces. I went through them, several like parts that were difficult, slowed down. I had to play slower today anyway because of my thumb. And I can tell that it's going to be fine by the concert. Um, But the next few days until it grabs a little bit more of normalcy, it's just going to be pushing through the pain. And I just think what a valuable reminder that this is often part of life and our work is sitting with the discomfort. I really loved sitting at the piano and having a couple moments with some of the cover songs I'm singing. Um, it's just so cool how each time I practice in a, in a day period, different like unexpected moments arise and ideas and they're subtle. And then the next day when I'm in practice session, it's, it's just a different day. And so it's like also a skill that I'm learning and observing in practice and then into performance mode um, that I need to take You t- I take all of this time for the next, let's say, five more days. And then once I hit next week, Wednesday, a week out, I have to start replicating the same thing and then practicing and then practicing in performing in my practice. And so there's different levels to practice. There's different levels for the final practice week where I have to act as if I'm performing so that I can compensate when I make a mistake and I just keep going through it as opposed to stopping, slowing down, working through it. And then of course, whenever I get to the live performance, that in and of itself is the magic. And I do feel nervous leading up to it. And once I'm in it, grace and the muse and all the beings of those that love me beyond show up so I'm gonna stop here there are a couple other technical things I realized that my neighbors at 5 p.m my time on Wednesdays is a very loud busy day so there's one hurdle to overcome there they have four boys and they're right outside my living room where the piano is so The other item is zooming in with HD camera and professional sound. This is part of the fun. Got to figure out solutions to this. It's all part of the performance. All right, Mr. Blue. Your assignment, the show must go on. What is your relationship to discomfort, pain, annoyance, problems, perceived problems? Work, 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 you little honey. Get to work. Practice, practice, practice. Your assignment, 
practice, the show must go on, relate to your discomfort and pain in your finger with uh, a relaxed, um, open attitude. So practice, go. It's Sunday, March 7th. Oh my gosh, my finger is better. It's better. It's still a little vulnerable, but in 24 hours, it is so much better. So I have such good advice. Man, there's that part of me, that Dr. Blue. And I think it's true for all of you too. There is a voice, there is a whisper, there's a part of you that is giving you input and feedback. And I feel like it's definitely something that we all have access to. We just have to trust it. We mm, we have to listen to it. And I feel like we really need to shut up and listen. We need to clear some of the clutter and the noise in the space and create practice in our lives where we can hear more of that intuition. So I keep following my own best advice and it's getting me here. It's Sunday. I am ready. I mean, I've got 10 more practice sessions, which means that in about three to four sessions, I start into performance practice sessions, which is a whole nother ball game. And I'm so excited to bring you along the journey of that in part two next Sunday of this podcast. I'm going to do a part two where we can jump in again with the same format. So I just want to tell you that I just did a long rehearsal. I went through everything. I stopped. I slowed down. I worked on the difficult passages in the piano only songs. And it's a really nice program. You all like, so if you haven't bought your ticket, now is the time. The concert's going to be on Zoom. I am working out professional sound. I've got an HD camera. I'm going to do a watercolor giveaway. Yes. I'm going to choose a number between one and a hundred, and then you'll all get to put your number in the chat. And the one that's closest to my inspired number will win this gorgeous watercolor of Holland. You can see an IGTV at my Instagram at Viral Mindfulness if you want to listen to my friend Dallin, who will be at the concert. Jude has a ticket, Harvey, Jay Harvey, and Kenny Harvey. Who else? Summer, Catherine, Nicole, Shelly, Kristen. Those are a few that are just right there. If I didn't say your name, don't take it even personal. Like I have so many things right here that are in my peripheral. But know that as each one of you comes in, I'm so grateful. And I invite any of you who haven't bought a ticket, there's still time. Just head over to viralmindfulness.com, follow the link to the piano recital, and you can get yourself a ticket. They're $21. And once you sign up, you can either use PayPal or a credit card or debit card. You'll set up a unique password and your email address, and you'll be in my Viral Mindfulness Academy. You'll be in the digital campsite is what I like to call it, where we will study, where we will show up for events like this. I'm honored to have you and I hope you enjoyed little clips of the music throughout this episode and I will see you in a week with part two of rehearsals for my recital behind the scenes. Be well, soul sibling. Mm -hmm.
soul sibling if you have a second please rate review and hit subscribe if you haven't already don't forget to share the podcast with a friend get your ticket to my hiv birthday concert at viralmindfulness.com forward slash birthday and if you need a scholarship don't hesitate to reach out directly to my email alexander at viralmindfulness.com i would love to have you as my guest